Don't get ready, stay ready. Yes, three, two, one, roll the footage. Don't get ready, stay ready, everybody. Welcome back to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. What if you could hang out with sprinters and ask them about their problems, workflows, and solutions? That's exactly what we do every day on the Strategy Sprints podcast. And today we explore with profit coach Susie Carter how to land big money, how, why you cannot grow alone, how to put together your team, why you need people to pick you up and hold you accountable, and how to let your team create your vision alongside with you. Welcome, everybody. Susie Carter. Whoop, whoop. What's up? It's so good to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for being a leader and a game changer. And more importantly, just being committed to us making money, right? Because we we need all the help we can get. (laughs) Yes. And talking how to lend big money, you are currently curating and bringing to the world a wonderful summit. Can Can you tell us about that? Big money business summit sales explosion. Right. Not even just sales, but sales explosion. Right. (laughs) Only one point seven percent of small businesses hit the million dollar mark. That is not work on my watch. It's like, what? Right. There's so much room at the top. I think we are just afraid of really selling. That's what I see as entrepreneurs is they don't want to talk to strangers. We grew up stranger danger. Like, no, no, no. Right. Quit trying to sell and let's try to serve our way to get to the millions. That's my goal. That's my strategy. So we've got three days of sales strategy. I give you my $100,000 script that I use every single time. Close $250,000 last week using that script that I've been using for 20 years. Yes, I still use the same script. It's on page 199 of my book. Listen, when I get a client on the phone, because I'm a coach, I'm a chatty. I go right to that page. Look, it's tagged, the stair step questions. Right. And I'm like, okay, because as coaches, as consultants, as business people, we want to chat. We want to prove our way to sales. Stop proving and start serving simple, doable things that make the biggest impact in your business. Why can't we grow alone? Look, I've always had coaches. Right. And so in school, right, you had your fitness coaches. I had my gymnastics coach, my cheer coach, my track coach, my weightlifting coach. Right. So we're used to it in a sports realm. But in a business realm, right, there's so much taboo. Not as much now as it was back back in my day. I'm a little seasoned, Simon. I'm spicy, but I'm seasoned. (laughs) And so when I look at my life, I've got a fitness coach. I've got a health coach. I've got three money coaches. I've got a business coach, I have a personal development coach, AKA therapist, right? So when you look at anyone that's up to something in life has somebody in their corner that's been 10 steps ahead of them, right? They've been there, done that. Let me help you navigate what you don't know, you know, versus learning the hard way. I think we're stubborn as entrepreneurs. That's one of our gifts is you do have to be stubborn. You do have to have tenacity. You do have to be, your ego has to be high because you get no's a lot. So you have to have somebody that's being able to hold you accountable. Tom Landry, who was the one of the most famous coaches for Dallas Cowboys, said, a coach will show you what you don't want to hear. A coach will tell you what you know. Coach will show you what you don't want to see, tell you what you don't want to hear so that you could be the person you knew that you could be. So when I look at that, one, my team that I hire, right, 
in my early days of hiring team, I felt like I had to manage them and tell them what to do. And then I realized if I'm telling you what to do, one of us isn't needed. <laughs> right? So hire the best team that you can. So they're telling you what needs to occur in that division, right? Whether it's marketing, whether it's operations, whether it's sales, right? Really looking for someone who loves this game, whatever the game is they're playing, even my admin. They might be new, but they know what they're doing in their genre of serving, serving a high level uh, business owner because you can't do it all yourself. I can't do it all myself. Right. We're, I'm done being the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. And as entrepreneurs, we're wearing so many hats being the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Like, stop. Let's get some people to help you row that boat. But it starts with a coach. Right. The coach will give you the strategy. You're an amazing strategist. You're an amazing money strategist. Right. Really looking at sprinting. I love the whole concept of it. To go, ah, and then the what's next? What other parts in your business do you have a blind spot for that you can't see, right? So that you can get to that goal quicker, faster. And for me, it starts with money, right? Money's the foundation. Money's the springboard. Money, if you don't have that one handled, you're always on the struggle bus. I don't want to be on the struggle bus. I want to be on the prosperity bus. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle bus, I love it. So can you remember your first year when you were doing it all alone? What were your, your oh first God. hires? How did you start hiring your team? Do I remember? I remember, I remember so well. Um, I am a creator. Most entrepreneurs are a creator. So I needed the person that could be detail-oriented. I needed the person that could manage the details while I was creating the magic. So my first hire was an operations person because I knew I didn't have time to write the contracts, you know, I've had, I've had several businesses. I have 10 businesses. I had two $10 million businesses, uh, seven multi-million dollar businesses. And then along the way, a couple of dismal failures, right? So the first person I always hire is operations. And the operations is this is how we do it here. So if you're a creator, right, you're out creating and implementing and serving clients, you have to have someone that's following behind you to put the structure in place. Right. Tracking that client, sending out contracts, making sure the contract comes in, managing the money, managing in, out, managing processes and procedures so that you're not building your business, you know, on on sand. We want to build it on cement and operations is the cement of the business. It's the glue that makes it stay. Right. So it's not fun for entrepreneurs. Right. Entrepreneurs don't like that piece, but I've learned to love it. I get geeked out on systems now. If it's going to make it easier for me, I'm going to be able to do twice as much in half the amount of time. Please show me how to do that, right? Because most entrepreneurs like, I don't want to do that part. This is fun, the speaking and, you know, whatever, serving your client. But that other piece is just as important. If you look at, Simon, 15% of our financial success is based on our technical ability. So that's our vocation. Only 15%, that's a small piece of the pie. The other 85% is sales, marketing, operations, finance, leadership, your communication style. So what I like to do is work on the 85%. You know your vocation. You're good at that. I'm not going to coach you on that. We have doctors in our community, right? We've got dentists in our community. We've got chiropractors in our community. We've got manufacturers in our community. I don't know anything about those businesses. But what I do know is business. What I do know is how to build the infrastructure to build a multi-million dollar company, right? So you have to look at all those people help you shine, right? They put you up so that you can shine. I always promise the world and then my team delivers it with me, right? So I think that's important that you have that team that's willing to really look at what's missing in your business and how do we grow and how do we 
succeed together. So cool to hear your journey and how you learn from year to year. I'm also curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsor. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days. Double your revenues in 90 days. Boom. Yeah, that's what we do every week. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the the thing that I'm curious about is who do you pick? You can pick one person. When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Mm, So many juicy people. Right. Um, I would say right now who I'm really studying and watching. Right. This has been such a great time in business. Right. COVID has put people out of business. COVID has double, triple people's businesses. COVID has left people stagnant. Like which one are you going to choose to be? Because I believe it's a choice. Right. It's a choice. So Brendan Kane wrote uh, one million followers and the hook point. Love him, right? Very pragmatic. He's, you know, kind of a nerd. Love that about him, right? Like, he's, you don't know. You're like, are you happy today? Is it a happy face? Like, with Simon and I, you can tell we're happy, right? Brandon, you can't tell. He's like, I'm happy. Like, just, I can't even do it. I'm happy. Uh, but he sells two to 5,000 books every single month. Now, when I started talking to him, Simon, I got to, I was a little like, yeah, right. So I'm like, let me see. I want to see the reports, right? Because, you know, people tell you stuff all the time. So he showed me the reports on literally two to 5,000 books a month. And I'm like, wow. Now, I have not seen anybody do that, you know, outside of buying bulk buys and selling bulks to corporations or their clients or, and this is one book at a time, 2,000 to 5,000 books. So this is genius, right? I'm watching that. And his hook point book, both of those books, but the hook point was, we're just repurposing garbage, right? When you look at how people are doing Facebook ads or any kind of advertising, right? We're just copying copying the last ad somebody else did. Well, that's not your market. That's not your, what's your genius? Mine is, right? Math is money, money is fun. Wealth is my birthright. Don't build your business on bubblegum, shoestring, band-aid, duct tape, right? So those are like my little catchphrase. Those are the hook points that I say in interviews, so what's your hook point, right? That He is a game changer, just watching. But I love how he is in the creative, not like us, right? We're not, he's not as expressive, but then immediately in the analytical data. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? How do we increase it? How do we improve it? How do we improve it, right? I believe business is like this lock, right? Remember these in school, one little tick off and the sucker wasn't open, mm-hmm. right? That's the same thing with advertising. It's like, you can have all the things right, but one piece, one piece is off and the lock won't open. So I think when you have grace with yourself to go, oh, it's not all wrong. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Go, okay, I just need Simon to help me double my income in 90 days, right? So you look at what are those little missing pieces? Because it's not one thing we do. It's all the things that we do. I love it. And Brendan will be soon here on the show. I met him in, in at an event in Los Angeles and I said, hey, you have to come to the show. I love him also. Amazing. Yes, he is amazing. You're going to love him. Beautiful. And so talking books, what are three books that inspired you? Well, my first and favorite, which is a lot of entrepreneurs favorite, is uh, The E-Myth, right, by um, Michael Gerber. 
So the E-Myth, E-Myth Revisited, that whole, I started that book in 1992 was when I first found that book in my first business, right? I was a hairdresser and I realized that I owned a big fat job and I'm like, oh, I don't want to own a big fat job. How do I own a business? That was my first aha in, huh, I want to own a business, not a job. So then looking at that, that was one of my best books I've ever read. The second book is Course of Miracles. And that just is one of those ones that you're never done reading, right? You're always in it. You're always reading it. You're always looking at, you know, what's that next level? How do I get to it? And I did pick, right, um, one of my favorite people to follow is Barbara D'Angela. She's been just an amazing mentor of mine. And so I, you know, was in dysfunctional relationships. I learned how to fall in love, Simon, by soap operas. Do you love me? <laughs> Oh, you don't love me. <laughs> and just how do you create love when it was really all about communication, but nobody wants to go to a communication class, right? Here's a communication class for your relationship. Nobody sign up for that. But her courses, her books were called Making Love All the Time, you know, Love Works. I'm like, yes, I need love to work because it is not working. <laughs> so, uh, you know, your net worth will only go as high as your self-worth. So you have to work on your emotional intelligence as much as your business intelligence, right? To be able to create those relationships, to celebrate each and every client partner, to allow you to grow as a business person. Wow. Yeah, that's profound. I love it. And so what are you excited about looking forward? Where is your business in three years? Oh my gosh, we are doing so many big things. I'm very excited. So we just launched a licensing program. We've got three licensors licensing our content, our material, um, really looking at how do I support other leaders in delivering powerful content like you that makes immediate financial impact in their business, right? They have immediate growth in their business. So that's very exciting. We're in the process of acquiring another company right now, which is very exciting. I can't say much about it, but what I'm really excited about is just the possibility of really aligning with like-minded business persons. So there's ways to grow. The bootstrap way is you keep growing your sales. The second way to grow is acquire companies, right? So acquire talent, acquire companies. So that's my strategy, right? And then I have another business, which is my real estate investment firm. So we're in the process of buying another piece of real estate. So there's money all around you. And, and I want you to say there's wealth all around you. It's are you being strategic or are you just buying more things, right? I think we accumulate things. I could have a bigger house. I could have a newer car. I could have, you know, fancier things. But the reality is I want to build my wealth. I don't want to spend my money. So I want to spend my money in things that will make me money. Y'all need to write that one down. Spend your money in things that will make you money. Not things you don't remember that you put on that credit card, right? Not those things that you're like, I don't even know where that $50,000, $10,000, $5,000 went, right? That's why education is so important. Benjamin Franklin said, take the coins from your purse, invest them in your mind, and your mind will fill your purse overflowing. Mm -hmm. So I'm an advocate of education, any education, right? My first coaches were books, right? I couldn't afford a coach. So I'd go to the bookstore and, you know, sit there. My kids would go to their little reading part and I would sit on the floor and do my little reading part. I couldn't even afford to buy the book back then, right? I would sit there and just take notes on the floor going, okay, I'm going to take notes on the floor, 
right? And then I, if I loved the book and really wanted it, I would go to the used bookstore and go buy it used, right? So I could buy it for 25 cents versus the $25 in the bookstore. So whatever you have to do to get your hustle on to get you to the next level, right? This is all created. Nobody handed me a million dollars, right? Nobody showed me how to do this. I learned from books. I learned from mentors like yourself. I learned from getting it and taking it, getting it and implementing. That's why I love when we do events like our Big Money Business Summit. It's take one thing, two things. If you spend $1,000 and you get one thing that's going to change your life and change your business, that's worth all the money in the world, right? So really look at that to go, oh, what, where's my blind spot? What do I need to grow in next? And who's the right teacher for me? And sometimes you get, listen to podcasts, you got to find them, you got to seek them, be the seeker for your education and your knowledge. That's incredibly important. Spend your money on things that bring money. Let's go deeper. If, if now somebody's thinking, well, I have like 10 or 12 things that I think I should invest in, like I'm writing a book, I'm investing in Bitcoin, I'm in hiring sales reps, I am creating a podcast, I am hiring uh, an operations manager. How do, you, how do you prioritize? What are the metrics that you recommend uh, to identify, really, this is what makes me money, this is what I'm going to prioritize? Yeah, in chapter eight of Power Your Profits, it's called Math is Money, Money is Fun, because I, I resisted this for years, right? I have the story, most of entrepreneurs have this story, I'm not good at math, I'm not good at it, right? But we work hard and we're charging money, but we're not good at math. You got to get good at math, right? You got to understand math and just math is money. Money is fun. Nobody likes the math, but the money part is fun, right? So I always start with all my clients with the financial infrastructure, right? Don't just write a book. What is the book going to do for you? A book, this is an expensive business card, right? That's all it is. Expensive business card. It's a marketing piece. It's a lead generator, right? When you look at how much money we put into a book, It's not going to bring you instant money. Look, when I wrote my first book, right, 20 some years ago, <laughs> I thought I was going to be famous and I thought I was going to be rich. <laughs> I didn't have anybody tell me book is an expensive business card. Everybody just said, Susie, but write a book. I will buy it. I'm like, everybody wants to buy this book I need to write. <laughs> oh, my God, Simon, I bought 2000 books, right? It took me so long to write the book. I bought 2000 books, right? We, we created our own publishing company because the publisher in our industry denied us, right? Got rejected, right? Didn't want us. They were like, no, we don't need another one of those books. So I'm like, fine. I don't like you either. I'm going to go start my own publishing company, not knowing what the hell I was doing. <laughs> But I love that. That's entrepreneurship, right? You just get feisty. So literally the day the books were delivered, they delivered two thousand books to my driveway <laughs> and literally this truck <laughs> puts, the, puts the flats of books not boxes flats of books and the truck drives away and i've got these two flats of books in my driveway and that was the day simon i i wish i could say different i went oh no how do i i gotta sell all these Just everybody, whoever everybody was, said they would buy the book, right? Literally box by box, I had to put them in the garage. I was freaking out, sweating, not just from the weight of the books, but the weight of the pressure of like, what did I just do? I just spent my life savings back then, right? I was like, all this money, they cannot stay in my garage. 
And there weren't podcasts back then, right? There weren't people going, here's how you sell a book. So I learned quickly that, oh, okay, a book is a marketing venue. And my, oh, the hardest lesson. Can I just share the hardest lesson? I'm at this event in San Francisco. And so I'm speaking. I'm so proud of myself. I just wrote this book. Not this book, but the first book, right? So there was 300 people. We had about 150 people stand up and go to my line to buy my book, my $20 book. I am so excited. I feel like, yes, let me get my pen up. Let me sign some autographs, right? So the next guy comes up. Now you want to look at your mindset because your mindset sabotages you, right? I didn't think people could afford $1,000, $1,200, $2,000, right? In that industry, I'm like, my book was like, oh, you know, it's got to be under a hundred bucks. So this man comes up, he's selling $2,000, this product that was $2,000. And I'm judging, Right. My little negative Nelly is judging like these people aren't going to buy that. Now, this is like 25 years ago. Right. So it's still inexpensive. Right. So 1997, I am just judging. And I thought he was cheesy. I'm like, nobody's going to buy his stuff. He's cheesy. Just my little judgmental butt. Right. So I literally this is God slapping you upside the head. Watch my 150 people go from my line over to his line. And so if you look at that $2,000 times 150 people, right, that was uh, $299,000 that day, where I had my $3,000 that day. And I sat back and I'm like, I need some more expensive stuff. (laughs) That was a hard lesson, but a good lesson, man. God just went, okay, you little righteous girl, I'm going to show you. So I watched him cha-ching, 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 And I'm with my calculator going, oh my gosh. I didn't have strategy. I didn't have a coach, right? How much money did we leave on the table, Simon? Because we didn't have somebody coaching us when we first started. We were just ignorance on fire. (laughs) Absolutely. I have a sound for this. (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah. story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) So you learned positioning and pricing did you do next? Right. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Positioning and pricing, right? I'm really looking at who that client is, Mm -hmm. right? Who that, I think so many times entrepreneurs were marketing to fans versus qualified clients. Fans are the people on your Facebook. When I ask people, what's your database? They're like, well, I've got 6,000 people on Facebook. I'm like, those aren't clients. Those are fans. And that's great. You have to have fans, right? Because fans will refer you clients. But the reality at the end of the day, they're not clients. Clients are the people that are in your database that raise your hand to be on your list, to, to buy, to be engaged, right? They're watching the things that you're doing and then you'll convert them to clients. And that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs do is they're not really clear on who that customer is. Clearly, I thought I knew my customer, but I was in my own poverty mindset back then. I just spent $25,000 on this book and I was broke, correct? So I'm like, I got to make this money back. I sell $3,000. I'm like, it's going to take those 2,000 books. That was another like, aha, I just sold 150 and I got 2,000 books in there. I didn't even go through a case, right? It's like, oh my gosh. Such a humbling day. (laughs) That's how we learn. That is. And so one of your CEO tips is we need people to to pick us up and to hold us accountable. 
So on that day, you would have needed somebody to pick you up and help you take action on that. How do you structure your your mentoring systems, support systems right now? Who who picks you up? How how do you structure that? So I do have coaches, right? People who support me. I'm also in several high level high level networking organizations. Right. So I'm on the board of Women Business Collaborative. We're all businesses that are doing three million plus uh, inside a business where we can share, support other entrepreneurial women and raise them to that next level. I'm in a group called the Unicorn Group. It's a secret society of seven figure women building their business. And it's not business strategy. It's really like, here's what's up for me now. It's business strategy, but it's not from a place of let's do JVs. It's here's what's up for me now. Here's what I'm hitting right now. Like when COVID hit, we all got together and went, what are we going to do for this strategy? Because we can't wait for it to get back to normal. So that that event was in February and COVID was just coming up and we we're all looking at our contracts and what do we do and how do we do it? Like that was a pivotal day, right? A pivotal weekend to look at here's what we need to do to prepare for this next season. Not knowing what the season was. We didn't know, right? We're just making our best guesstimate. So having coaches and mentors and high level networking groups that inspire you. Like I get in that room and I get nervous, right? JJ Virgin's in that room. Lisa Sasevich is in that room, right? We've got some big players in that room. When you walk in, you're like, I thought I was a badass. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> but we're all, you know, we put our egos aside and come and roll up our sleeves and go, how do we, you know, create this thing called making a difference in the world business and love and support our families along the way. So it's important to find those groups, to find those places that you can take off your superhero cape, right? Because as entrepreneurs, we're putting that cape on. We're superheroes, super sheroes, right? Going, I'm gonna, I can slay, I can do it. There has to be a safe place to take off your cape, to go, here's my humanity. Here's what I'm nervous about. Here's what I'm scared about. Here's, it doesn't matter how big you get. It doesn't matter how much money you make. We still have those insecurities. We still have those fears. So let's look at what is that and how can we grow together? You're going to find that tribe that is your vibe. Look, I, I know that our tribe that we created, Simon, people come for the education and they stay for the community because we have the most amazing tribe on the planet. Some powerful entrepreneurs making a difference, slaying the day, right? Rolling up their sleeves, getting up when they fall down, supporting each other. And that's what I love in a community is don't grow alone right? It's As entrepreneurs, it's lonely. Let's not grow alone. Let's really find those people that truly believe in you, right? It's not just about business. It's like, well, I really believe in Simon. I really believe in his work. You know, I'm thinking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm looking at how can we do some synergistic thing, even if you don't know it. I think that's juicy, right? People are talking about you just by who you be in the community and you don't even know, right? You're either being invited to the table or disinvited to the table just based on how you show up and do business. So one of my early mentors taught me that. She said, Susie, people are really looking at you when you don't think they're watching. So manage who you are when nobody's watching. So when people are watching, it's this is the norm, right? And, and I, I tell my students, I'm consistent, right? Simon's consistent. You know, he's always this cheerful, happy, lovey guy with a smart business acumen, right? Cut his head off, there's jewels right, of knowledge and wealth of knowledge. So be consistent, find the tribe that really truly supports you, right, that that allows you to be you, be great, be vulnerable, be real, and then 
helps you soar. It's great to see that even at your level of success, you pay to play, you're humble enough to enter the, the rounds that will challenge you and, um, and where you sit down and learn. And uh, I'm, I, I have also, I, I've always been into masterminds and I, I have always been host of uh, masterminds, but in this pandemic, uh, it was another level of what it did to me in terms of, and, and it's interesting because I am also in, in, in different kind of masterminds, but also in men's groups. And when you talk about women's groups, I think this is so important. People listening right now, it's so important to have a group where you feel 100% safe. And for some people, uh, for me, it's a men's group. For, for you, it's a female group because the, the safety is higher and you can let go of that cape easier in that environment. And there is, there is a lot um, that we could share about that. Also, we are in a mastermind uh, together. Yeah. And um, it, is, it, it has been, for me, the savior of this, this funky uh, lockdown times where shit got real. And then the question is, okay, who in the industry will still be there in three years? Yeah. And now we look each other deep in the eyes and you know who you trust and you know who you will support. Right. And... and you have built it up uh, the years, years before, and you're still doing it and paying into the network and relationship, which is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Who, uh, is there anything that I forgot to ask you, Susie? I would say the um, thing that's most important is you have to invest in your growth right? You have to invest in the infrastructure of your business. I find so many entrepreneurs that come to me and they're bootstrapping, but bootstrapping just means that every dollar in you're putting money back in, right? And so there's so much money around you that you have to be open to one, either looking for investors, looking, you know, really looking at your capital line to go, can I take money out of my home? That's the cheapest money right now, right? Is getting a second on your home, right? Lower interest rate, longer term paying it off, get a small business loan, get things set up before you need the money because you're going to need money to grow. Like it's unrealistic, especially in this digital age, you're going to have to have money and infrastructure to grow your business. It doesn't just happen. And in lockdown, if you just kind of waited, then you went out of business, right? <laughs> There's three types of people in this lockdown, right? One is the day drinkers, woohoo, party, right? Okay, let's have a cocktail. <laughs> that was literally my first week. <laughs> right? Now they're alcoholics. <laughs> the second type of people are, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. Well, I'm, we're going on two years now. It's not going back to normal. This is a new norm, and we don't know when normal will be. Right? Talking to our colleagues, when are you, when are you doing live events again? I don't know. When are you doing live events? I don't know. Right? <laughs> so, And then the third type of people are like you and I, the generals, where you're like, okay, this isn't going away. How do I pivot? How do I shift? How do I still serve my client? What do I need to do to serve? We both came out from service. We both came out going, okay, what people need right now is foundation. They need to know that we're not going anywhere. They need to know that we got them. And so we just started serving, right? I didn't really have a strategy. I just knew let's stay in touch. Let's support the community. Let's make that happen. So really decide who are you? Are you still waiting for it to get over? Because this is the new reality in business. And so getting your financial house in order to go, where can I get the money to help me grow? 
one of my first investors was a colleague, right? It was like Simon and I, he saw me and I was this young entrepreneur feisty thing. And he's like, Suze, you need product. I'm like, I know. And I told him the Mark story. I'm like, this guy, he goes, why don't you make it? I'm like, I don't have the infrastructure. I don't have the money right now. He goes, I'll loan you the money. I'm like, excuse me, I'll loan you the money. Just pay me back through the sales. Now this is going to sound like highway robbery, right? So it was a 50% margin on the money. He was smart, right? But to me, it was only $5,000, but you might as well set a million. I just didn't have it. I was a single mom raising two little kids, just spent all the money in writing a book, right? I just wrote the first book. I had $5,000. And so he's like, I got you, right? So it was a perfect relationship for me. So every sell that I made, right, I gave him 50% of the sales at a 50% margin, I didn't know back then. I didn't know Simon. I didn't have you back then, right? But it was amazing. It got me the money so then I could create the next product and then I could create the next product and then I can create the next product, right? So he he showed me that money was all around me. I just had to be vulnerable enough to raise my hand and go, hey, do you want a partner? Like, I didn't know anything about partnership back then. I didn't business 30 years. I'm seasoned. But now, like looking at, oh, my gosh, these these angels are all around you. And some people aren't like Simon and I. They're, they're, you're too, they're too scared to do business. They're too scared. But they know you and your character. And they see you and say, oh, I'll invest in that. Don't do it for 20 for 50 percent. Don't do it for 20 percent. You talk to Simon and I <laughs> make that happen. Right. So it's fair and equitable. But I'm not mad at him because he gave me something that I did not have access to or even knew how to ask. Right. I grew up in a large family where no was the answer when you asked for anything. Right. So, no. So I did't ask people because you might tell me no. There's so many yes people out there. There's so many people that want to support you. There's so many people that want to see you win. Right. You just have to look at where's the gold mine. Right. That's that acres of gold. Remember that book that's right under you and you're looking you know, across across the way trying to find the gold. It's right under you with your community, your people, your tribe. Like, let's look, but you got to be vulnerable and ask and come with a plan packing. Come with a plan packing. Don't come and say, can I have $5,000, $20,000, $100,000? Come with a plan. Show me how you're going to pay me back. Right. So I would say that's the thing you didn't ask. Power your profits, everybody. Susie Carter. If somebody says, oh, I, I want more of Susie, I want to go to this big money summit, where can people find the big money summit? Come to our website at Susie Carter and then let me know that Simon referred you, right? And I think we have a link for you so we can send, put that in the show notes as well. So suzycarter.com and that's C-A-R-D as in dollar and dinero, E-R.com. Um, you can find me on all my social handles. You know, we're advertising everywhere inside of, you know, social media. So just look up my name. You can find me and I'd love to serve. Where do you hang out most? Is it Instagram, LinkedIn? Look, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Susie, for being here, sharing your wisdom, your profit, uh, practical tips. And if every question I ask, there is a chapter that answers that in this book. <laughs> Power your profits, everybody. Thank you, Susie. Yes. Thank Please. you, Simon. I appreciate you. Come back soon. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com.